Hey, all of you beautiful, amazing souls. Welcome to Soul Diaries, Find Your Inner Serenity podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shaw, founder of Inner Serenity Life Coaching. I'm a spiritual and love coach focused on helping women align with their higher self to create joy, love, and abundance in their lives. The true intent of this podcast is for me to share my spiritual journey and soul's messages with you, hence the name Soul Diaries. This podcast will focus on how you can use spirituality to help you live a more balanced life filled with joy and ease. Throughout the journey of this podcast, we will discover various topics on spirituality coupled with my experiences. If you are wondering how you can start living a happier, balanced life, follow along this journey with me. Hey, beautiful souls. Welcome to today's podcast episode. So excited to bring you our guest for today, Jordy. So Jordy and I met last year, or I guess late December of the following year um, in a mastermind and me and her connected quite easily. We have a lot in common and I'm so excited to bring her to this episode and to talk about self-love. And before we dive into today's topic, I will let Jordy quickly introduce herself. Hey, Ruby. Thank you so much. Well, for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Jordi Chevalier, and I'm a certified spiritual life coach, human design practitioner, and a life transitions coach. Um, I specialize in being fearless, overcoming fear, and just facing life, you know, and moving up to the next level without, you know, facing fear and doing it anyways. So I'm super grateful to be here. Thank you, Ari. Awesome. So Jordi, uh, this season, we're talking about self-love, and I would like to understand from you, how do you define self-love? Oof, that's kind of a loaded question. Uh, self-love for me was a journey. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of acknowledging the truth um, because I had to kind of look at myself as a whole and the parts that I liked, but also the parts I didn't like and love all of it exactly as it was. So it's been a journey, but you know, every day I make the choice to love myself a little more. What are some of the things that you've like tried to the parts that you've liked and the parts that you haven't liked, like how did you even get to that sort of awareness and what are the things that you've tried to get there? Well, funnily enough, somebody pointed it out to me. It was 2018 and I walked into a room and somebody basically said like, when are you gonna take off the mask and just stop acting like you're happy all the time? Um, And that's kind of when I acknowledged, I've been depressed for a very long time and I'm just kind of flowing through, but I didn't know people could tell. So when I realized that the world could see the sadness beyond the smile, you know, it's when I questioned, like, can I do something to change this? So it started with therapy, then I got into coaching, and the hardest part for me has been acknowledging that I was not a good person. I had a lot of uh, selfish behaviors, I had a lot of um, expectations on people, like I would give love, expecting to receive it back. So then when I didn't get it, it felt like, what the heck? I worked so hard loving you and being there for you. So owning that, apologizing to the people that I owed that, and then coming to terms with the fact that that never really goes away. It's just a behavior that it's ingrained in you and you have to choose every day to come from a different place. And that's where self-love comes in because it's not just loving who I am today and what I've accomplished. It's also loving the moments that it was not great and the moments where I could have chosen better and owning up to you know, the moments, the people that I should apologize to and, and kind of just own it all. I mean, self-love for me has been just transparency and honesty and accepting that, you know, I am a lot. I've been a lot and I will continue to be a lot the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think that's very beautiful that you explain it that way, because I think for a lot of us, 
we want to just love the parts of us that we really like and not pay attention to the other parts, like put that part into a closet. Um, But it's truly fully accepting who you are and loving all of you, like not shaming any part of you, because once you start getting into that cycle of shaming, it just creates a, a different talk track within you where it'll just grow stronger and stronger. And then, you know, you're practicing all these things for self-love, maybe for the parts that you like, but then the parts that you don't like, it's getting stronger within you. Have you had experience like that when you were going through your journey? I mean, yeah, every day. I make mistakes every day and I just catch myself quicker. And then when I do, I choose better. You know, sometimes it's taking a time out when I need to rest. Sometimes it's not saying the thing, even though I know I want to say it, like my ego wants to override. Sometimes it's just walking away from situations, like in people, especially people when they've served their purpose, because I used to tend to hold on to everything. I was a control freak, you know, I wanted to control my career, the way that people saw me, the friends that I had. And everybody, I'm not for everybody. And I'm not meant to do certain things. And me trying to fit into that box just didn't work. So self-love has been owning it. And, and every, every year I pick a word, right? And my word last year was becoming. Because I knew as I'm going through this path, like I wasn't all the way there, right? And then I finally get to a place where I'm here and I meet myself. And I was not happy with who myself was. I was like, dang, I ruffle a lot of feathers. I get on a lot of people's nerves. I'm a little too raw, a little too direct. But coming to terms with that, that's kind of where I am right now. And with that, you know, has come a lot of growth and a lot of good. But it's been hard. You know, loving yourself is not just singing kumbaya and saying mantras like I love myself. You know, sometimes it's crying and and feeling your feelings and being like, damn, I let myself down or I'm not at peace with all of me, you know, but just looking in the mirror and kind of coaching yourself, if you will, like, Jordi, you got this, you can get through anything and like being my own cheerleader and more than anything, being my own best friend. That's what shifted for me um, around being able to walk away from things and choosing myself. And for me, that's self-love is choosing myself and my well-being above anything and everything else. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's, That's the part that is really hard, I think, for people, like even for myself, it was like, okay, like self-love school, I love myself, but then like, it was all fluff, if you will, right? And then I'm like, okay, do I really fully accept myself and love myself like exactly the way I am with all of my flaws? Um, Am I being hard on myself? Like, and it was, even for me, it was really hard to look in the mirror and be like, damn, I'm doing all of this damage to myself. Like, like, why? Like, why am I going through this? But a lot of it is just, at least for me, and I don't know if this is the same for you, but for me, a lot of it was, you know, growing up within my family and my society, within my culture, I put a lot of pressure on myself because other people were maybe putting expectations on me that weren't verbally said, but I felt the pressure. And I was like, okay, I have to be perfect. And like the parts of me that were imperfect didn't matter. Like I was like, whatever, like I'm not going to pay attention to that. And I just pushed myself into a direction um, where I felt completely lost actually after a while. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm trying to fit into things or I'm trying to be this perfect person, but I'm not like, I'm never going to be that person. And I don't love who I am. I hear you. For me, were moments, you know, 
I grew up in a Dominican household. If you know anything about Latin parents, it's super strict. And in the Dominican, it's also very religious, which means there's not a whole lot of wiggle room to be different. Anybody who's open-minded or thinks differently, there's a lot of resistance that you meet, right? So who I became was somebody who sacrificed her own happiness in order to please everybody else around me, especially my mother, who I love to death. But, you know, we were different. And trauma kind of gross trauma like she raised me the best that she could with what she had right but she also sacrifices herself and I saw myself married which is everything that I wanted right I just wanted the title of wife and then when I had it I'm 21 at the time I'm like oh my god I'm so unhappy and then five Mm -hmm. and a half years later the last six months I cried myself to sleep every day but I would have rather be dead than to be divorced because of what it meant because if you're a Catholic Mm -hmm. woman at the time you can't be divorced. You're going to hell. It's a horrible thing. And then I had to get permission from my mom to make it okay to walk away. And then fast forward to my career. I'm at the peak of my career, making six figures, loving life in the finance industry. And I was unhappy. I would wake up and cry and have to give myself pep talks in the car to like get myself in the door to work, right? So that's what the dream is like they sell you this idea of you get married you have babies you have a career like all of these things will make you happy right and then you get there and you're like wait but that's not my happy that's somebody mm-hmm. else's version of happy and that is hard it's hard to look at yourself and have to coach yourself to go into things that you don't really want to do so for me you were talking about like living in the mind right it's like you have to ground it what woke me up was somebody calling me out. And then once you see it, you can unsee it. Like, it's okay to be ha- um, sorry, sad and like cry in your car. It's okay to cry yourself to sleep because nobody's watching. But the moment somebody saw you and called you out, you're like, oh my God, people know. And then at that point, you can't hide it. For me, it happened like the more that somebody made me aware of it, the more obvious it became that I needed to find myself because I was 26, 27, 28, and I had no idea who I was. I had mm. become such a big picture perfect Jordy to, to make my mom happy, my parents proud, my siblings proud, my friends, you know, happy to know me that I lost sight of me. And what's funny, the reason why it was so hard to accept me as I am is because it was so dr- like drastically different from the woman that I used to be. Somebody who knew me five years ago doesn't know me today. And then my mom sees me now and she goes, wow, this is who you were as a child. You used to be so playful and so loud and, you know, unapologetically you. And I used to ask her like, mom, so why did you, why did I have to change? What happened? And she said, imagine me with all my trauma. I didn't know what to do with a child like you. So I was trying to make you conform so that you didn't get bullied on the way up. And Mm. looking back at it, it's like, wow, it really is a cycle. It's a cycle Mm. of trauma that's passed down like, generation by generation by generation but the beautiful part of it all is it ends with me because I was willing to look at it I was willing to to do the work and the work is not pretty you know this you know we were made in a mastermind basically burying our souls of like yeah we're trying to get to that next level and believe that things are possible for us right but it takes a lot of reshifting and deconditioning a lot of deconditioning to get to a place of seeing yourself and once you do, it might be uncomfortable. You might not like her, right? But you grow to love her. Because when you look in the mirror, you see the smile. You know how people say, like, you don't really see yourself. Like, you don't see the way you smile or the way that you move around when you're happy that your food arrived, right? 
I see those moments now. When I look in the mirror, that's what's reflected back to me. When I get good news, I'm literally dancing around my house. Like th that feeling of freedom, I could have never believed I was going to have that in this lifetime. So do the work. Like it, it's so worth it to see the other side of this, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And the one thing that you said um, that I think is really, really interesting and I think helpful for others is like the cycle, right? And it's like, we're just continuously conditioned to be in a, like behave in a certain way, come up in a certain way. And we're just living this cycle. And to break that cycle, like you said, it takes work and it takes awareness that you don't have to go through those things if you want to. I mean, if you want to, that's fine. That's, that's absolutely okay. Um, but if you don't want to, then you have to stop and become aware of who you are and what you align with to then take the steps to actually get there. And so I think even for me, before I started doing this work, a lot of it was, was fear. Like I didn't like, okay, well, I'm going to try to be different, but then what are people going to say? Like, I was so afraid of everything. Like, what are uh -huh. people going to say? Are people going to leave me? Is my family going to, um, you know, um, not talk to me anymore am I going to lose the relationships I have and like is this even gonna work like that was a big one for me which and it still comes up like does this really work like is this stuff like real or am I just like making it up in my head and it takes time to assimilate I think with all of the work that we're doing because there's so much resistance within us and I know you know you and I know this as we went through the mastermind we learned about this but the resistance is there to remind us that we're growing and uh -huh. we're going in the right direction. It's not to say that, you know, once you decide like, hey, like I'm, I want to do the work, like, like you said, it's not cakewalk. Like you're going to go through a lot of stuff and shift, uh -huh. but going through the resistance, at least to take in a positive way is like you are growing and uh -huh. you're going to grow from this. And you're, like you said, going to become something from this, like your becoming is here. Uh -huh. um, which is which is powerful, I think. Yeah, I mean, fear is one of those things that I'm passionate about, surprisingly, because I learned to love it. I learned to want to feel fear. Like if you're not scared, you're mm -hmm. not really growing. You know, when you're stretching that feeling of, oh, this is unfamiliar, this is unknown. But if you look back at everything you've done in your life, you started feeling that fear, but you chose your reasons to be more important than that and you push through, right? That's how you finish college. Like, man, I'm going to fill my final, but you finished, right? You get the degree, you got the job, you got the interview. Like we feel fear so often in our lives that we don't even realize how it's carried us to greatness every single time. Like one of the hardest things, I keep going back to my divorce because I feel like that was a pivotal moment for me. I was so afraid I would have rather be dead. Like, you know, the kind of trauma and mental turmoil you have to be under to believe that, Right. But walking away, the moment that I knew that I could, I was not afraid of fear anymore. And it's funny because in human design, I don't even have a spleen, which is where fear lives. But if, for me, it's amplified, right? I felt like this is life or death if I do this. But on the other side of me pushing through it and sitting with the feeling and going through the thump, there's always been success and greatness. And that's for everybody that I've ever met. Like feelings are a natural thing we have to deal with. And fear, it's, we call it darkness, right? We don't want to look at the anger. We don't want to look at the fear. But whatever you, makes you angry means that you you're passionate about it for a reason. So what made me angry was like, you're afraid and you can't do anything. 
And I'm like, yes, I can. I'm afraid and I can still push through because crying myself to sleep and being scared. And dude, I was scared of my own husband sleeping next to me. Like what was scarier? Was it a life of me crying myself to sleep the rest of my life or a life where I didn't know what was coming next, right? And I jumped. I said, okay, forget it. I'm just going to go for it. And then on the other side of that, I'm not saying it was easy. The journey sucked. I was in debt. You know, I was emotionally unstable at the time. I was starting a new job. So it took a lot. It took going to therapy, making new friends, moving locations, you know, finding myself. Eventually, I ended up in Florida, which led to more healing. But I didn't know what was coming. And that is a scary thing to be like, man, I'm going to do something I've never seen anyone do before. But look at me today. Right. And every single time I feel fear now, I welcome it. I'm not going to say I don't, I don't get scared. I give myself like a five second mini freak out. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, for five seconds. And then I'm like, okay, let me boss up. Like, I'm going to put the light that I have inside me and point it at fear and say, hey, you and I need to be friends. Because at this point, I'm going to stick around and so are you. So what do you need from me in order for me to continue to move forward? Because a lot of times it's just your inner child trying to protect you. Because like your mind only knows what you've put in it, right? So if anything is foreign, it's going to send you flaring alarms. Like, hey, something is wrong. But a lot of times that is what's right. Hey, I'm flaring up because you need to put in something new because I don't have anything to back up what you're doing. So you have to prove to yourself that it is safe enough to keep moving forward. And if you look back at your own journey, I'm sure you can pinpoint areas where you were scared and you chose to do it and it led you to better and greater things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I always say it's trial and error, right? Like maybe you do something and you're afraid of and you realize like, oh, I did it, but I didn't really like it. Fine. But at least you did it and you overcame it. Like, uh-huh. at least for me, the way I look at it is similar, but I kind of think back like, okay, let me think about every single time I overcame fear. Like what was the outcome of it? And that at least helps me to alleviate some of like the heavy feeling inside of me because I know that I can do it and I know I can overcome it. And I know that it's just, you know, my ego kind of like, okay, trying to protect me. And similar to you, I like have a conversation with it. Like, Hey, so what's up? What's going on? Like, let's have a conversation. Like, what are you trying to tell me? How empowering is that? You know, when you see what you're afraid of and you actually go through it, you realize it wasn't that big to begin with. It Mm. might be scary. If it's a life or death situation, by all means, take precaution, right? But a lot of times the thing that we're afraid of, like, oh, I have to give a speech and there's a hundred people. They're going to think I'm crazy. They're not going to resonate with my message. But the truth is, if you push through long enough, you might change someone's life. And on the other side of that comes that hug and those tears and that thank you for speaking up, right? So a lot of times when you shine the light on fear, it's not as big as you make it out to be. The thing is that fear lives in the darkness, right? And we feed it with sadness and anxiety and anger and stress. And we're mad that we're angry and we're sad that we're uh, that we're afraid or whatever. But the thing about it is bring light to it. Bring love to that fear. Bring peace to that fear. Bring calmness to that fear. Saying, hey, I know it's scary, but let me self-soothe. Maybe some tapping, maybe some physical touch, maybe go for a walk, you know, just sit with the feeling. And as it moves through your body, you're going to realize fear and excitement feel the same way. And you might realize that the real feeling you have is excitement and it's not fear because it is 
crazy to be like, wow, I'm speaking to a hundred people and you can go into it afraid or you can go into it excited. Like either way, you have the potential to change someone's life, but it's a lot easier for you to manage if you reframe what it means to feel this feeling of tension in the body, right? But fear really is your friend. Like I, I think of fear like a little puppy, like it barks when it's scared. And then the moment you open the door and there's no one there, like it's just the mailman, like it's fine. It's not that big of a deal. And a lot of times it's scary to do it alone. This is where you need to call in people like you, your soul tribe, your friends, and even family sometimes. Maybe you just need to cry about it. Maybe you just need to talk through like, hey, I'm really scared about what might go wrong. And really, when you hear yourself talking, you realize the thing that you're scared about doesn't even matter. Mm -hmm. Like, but you're not letting it out. The thing is, as long as it lives in darkness, it festers and it grows and it's big. But the moment you speak on it, you look at it, you talk to it, it's gone. Absolutely. Yeah. You start to understand how small it is and insignificant it is when you start to really shine the light on it. The other thing, um, another tip that works, and we talked about this before, is um, mirror work. So like really looking at yourself in the mirror. And I know I had, and I still have issues with this because I just don't have practice looking at myself, like at my like eye contact with myself. Um, but when you really start to do that, and you can tell yourself that you love yourself by just looking at yourself in the eye contact, like it's so powerful. And at the same time, when you're afraid or you're going through fear and you kind of have the conversation with yourself, like looking at yourself, it's also powerful. Yeah. I mean, the thing about the mirror is you see you because a lot of times we don't realize that we're inside this body, but we don't really interact with ourselves. We interact with other people. So we can see the cues of like when they're hurting or when they're happy. But with us, sometimes as women, especially, we go and we do our makeup and we spend hours in front of a mirror doing our hair and makeup and looking pretty, but we never look at ourselves. We just Mm -hmm. look at the things that we're doing to make ourselves fit in. Mm -hmm. But when you actually see through to your eyes, to your smile, to the way that your face is hanging, you're like, wow, I've grown. We tend to focus on like the pimples or we Mm -hmm. have my hair, or we have that, instead of looking at like, wow, look at my amazing smile. Like, wow, I have really great hair. Wow, I actually really like my eye color. Like when you look at the things that you love, you magnify that. Versus if you focus on the things that you don't like, you tend to just get stuck in the cycle of, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not pretty enough. And the thing about it is everybody's so uniquely created the, the most beautiful thing about this world is nobody looks or is the same 100% of the time, not even identical twins. They have completely different personalities. They have things that give them away. Like that is your gift. That is your superpower, that it's only one of you. And you get to define what that you gets to be, what they get to do, who they get to impact. But the choice begins with willing to be looking at the person that you are instead of focusing outwardly who everybody is or whoever what everybody else is doing because that's not your journey your journey is about you getting to know you and walking your own path absolutely and that's a big part of self-love as well is that you're really taking the time to understand how unique you are and because of that you are beautiful like no matter what like without the makeup without all of the you know, all of the clothing and everything. Like I remember when, um, this was maybe a few years ago, right around COVID, I put on a lot of weight and I was 
subconsciously like body shaming myself and I didn't realize it like I would not like I would get dressed I wouldn't look in the mirror like the the long mirror um because I didn't want to look at myself like I was disgusted with who I was subconsciously and I started to bring a lot of awareness around it and then I was like okay I'm gonna stand in front of this mirror and look at myself and really give myself compliments um and it was so hard for me to do that because all I could see was, man, I gained weight, man, like I don't look good. I don't fit in with like everybody else that's around me. Like they're going to tell me I gained weight, which obviously they did because I invited that conversation yeah. to happen. Well, if that's where you're focusing, that's what you bring about, right? What you think about, you bring about. And for me, my one of my biggest beliefs is you attract who you are. So when there's something you got to heal, something that you're stuck on, you usually meet people who are going through something similar, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody who, for example, for me was anger. People who lash out and have a temper. And, and I'm like, no, I'm not angry. I'm not like that, right? But the world is showing you who you are. The thing about it is if you attract who you are, what do you want in life? What do you want to attract? And then who do you have to be to get those things? And funnily enough, for me, the moment I started focusing on what I did want and working on myself and I stopped looking for a man or looking for the money or looking for a job, that's when those things showed up. But as long as I was focusing on the money I didn't have, the men I didn't have, the house that I didn't have, I just saw more lack. I just felt more empty. I just felt more alone, less money, more broke. Like all of these things become your reality. So when you're focusing on like the weight, and this is a big one for women, especially like we focus on something so minute because if you think about attraction or when you've been intimate with someone no one has ever left the room when you take your clothes off and I know that's kind of a deep statement but you are the only one shaming yourself Mm -hmm. people don't get stuck on the rolls or the stretch mark or the height or this like the the person who loves you especially when you love yourself and you attract the right person they love all of you like they love you with no makeup. They love you with messy hair. They, they might not love your breath in the morning, but they love you for you. But in order for you to attract someone like that, you have to start looking at you through the eyes of love. Because as long as you're putting yourself down and shaming yourself, this is why I married a narcissist, right? Because I was so broken, so insecure, so hurt that I thought I would be happy when I'm married. I will be happy when this person comes in and rescues me, right? But the only rescuing that could happen was me doing that for myself. So until I started doing the deep work of actually sitting with my fears, sitting with my anger, sitting with my insecurities, and kind of being my own cheerleader, like I would never let a friend talk about herself the way that I thought about myself. Like if my friend were putting herself down constantly, like, oh, this acne, oh, this hair, oh, this, like... I'd be like, girl, no, this Mm -hmm. is not okay. But then for myself, it's like, I'm the bully. I was the bully and I was the frenemy, right? Like, I love you when you look great, but when you're not great, uh -uh, no, you need to stay home. You need to hide. The world can't see, right? And the more concealing and suppressing that you do, the more diluted that you are, right? And the world gets like pieces of you. But just Mm -hmm. allow yourself to see yourself because sometimes it takes work, but there is one moment when it happens and you actually see your reflection and it doesn't have to be mirror work. You know, for some, that is a scary feeling. Maybe journaling a hundred things I love about myself. Maybe do a voice note. Every time you think of something nice, do a little voice note on your phone. And maybe that's what you play in the morning to pump yourself up. 
listening to music that makes you feel sexy, like any song that talks about, oh, I'm beautiful or I'm hot, sing that out loud to the top of your lungs and eventually you'll start to believe it. Not only that, but you will start to see that and you will start to focus on that because what you're putting in is also what you're putting out. And energetically, emotionally, spiritually, what kind of life do you want and who did you come to be? Because forget what your parents told you, forget, you know, the government, religion, whatever constricting thing there is, right? And just look at you. What do you want? And then what does it take? Who do you have to become to have those things? Because a selfish person doesn't get true love. A person who hurts other people doesn't deserve someone to treat her well. A person who puts herself down doesn't really attract someone who's going to build her up, right? It's like yin and yang, you attract who you are. So just be mindful that this relationship with you, it really is the most important one. And until you're good with you, your world is not going to reflect that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And I love how you just dropped the tips because that was the next question I was going to ask you. Um, so before we wrap up today's episode, Jordi, are there any final words that you would want to give to our listeners, especially people that are just starting off with this journey? I would say have grace with yourself, be kind to yourself and take it one day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time. Because for me, the hardest part was when I got it wrong, right? Like, oh, I didn't choose to be kind or I didn't say the right thing. And I would get stuck in that thing and that would throw up my whole day. It's kind of like when you start working out and you miss a day, then you just give up. Even if you fell, even if you got it wrong, even if it's not a perfect day, even if something happened that made you emotional, choose better the next time. Because the moment you bring awareness to it, like the moment you become conscious to the behavior, that's when you can choose. The point of power mm -hmm. is the present, right? So I would just say, be kind, take it slow and build yourself up. Become your best friend and your own cheerleader. Keep your own secrets. Share your wins with yourself. Share your losses with yourself. And then bring about people to hold you accountable, to love on you, to build you up. But first and foremost, become that for yourself. And then you're going to find that it just gets easier day by day. And the more you choose you, the more life shows up for you. And, you know, you deserve it. Forget that I'm not worthy. We all deserve it. Otherwise, we would not be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if um, we wanted to find you, or the listeners wanted to find you, what's the best way for them? Well, at the moment, I have my uh, Instagram, Journey Through the Darkness. I'm also launching my my podcast on the 1st of March. So I'm super excited for that. It's going to be Journey Through the Darkness as well. And then as long as you keep up with those two, you hear all the updates that are to come. But I'm building a community and I can't wait. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. Um, thank you. And I will leave Jordy's um, handle, Instagram handle in the description as well. And so you can find her. But thank you, Jordy, so much for coming on my show and um, giving your experience with self-love. I think it was very insightful. And I think that this is so important for us to talk about because, as I mentioned, there is so much fluff around it. And it's really important, I feel, to bring the light into the, the totality of the journey. Um, and so thank you so much for sharing that with us. And thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you listeners for listening to today's episode. We will be back next week with another guest talking about self-love. I hope that you all have a wonderful, wonderful day. Peace, love, and light. Namaste.
Thank you for listening to today's podcast. I'm your host, Irvi Shah. If you liked today's episode, please leave a comment and a review. That would be greatly appreciated. And please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll leave my link for Instagram and Facebook in the details below. As always, peace, love, and light. Namaste. Thank you.